0: strong and get it. The birthplace of
1: talk radio. I all
0: these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Missed it at the hard. Let's bring on the L.A. Clippers. Let's go, Nugget Station. Come on. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and get it.
2: Live from Studio C. Hey, there you are. A dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong-Egetti communications compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our
0: general manager, Ted Wheeler, mayor of Portlandia. And
2: how come is he is our general
0: manager? Well, Portland remains in the news under his weak, pathetic leadership. But there's a twist. There's a twist. Oh, yes. Got a tease. The ground has changed under the lawless anarchists. Okay. That is a tease. I can't hardly think of a story I've
2: enjoyed more in recent times than a video of Nancy Pelosi getting her hair cut in San Francisco. Oh, yes. That's fantastic. Yes. Restrictions for the, not for me. Always the case. You you ban booze across the country, but of course the politicians and the powerful get to drink. You don't allow concealed carry permits. Of course, the powerful... Whether you're connected or you're a politician, you have people around you that get to carry a concealed weapon, but Mm -hmm. other people don't. And you shut down businesses for the coronavirus, and you get to use them, but other people don't. That's just the way it works. Always has been. Probably always will be. Unfortunately, that's why you got to keep an eye on these people.
0: Even as they're crushing people's ability to make a living, it is unbelievable. I don't know how many people will see it, because the alphabet networks will ignore the story.
2: I was listening to a story on the way in about a um, a school district that was uh, teaching their kids they were call uh, got around the rules by calling it a camp. And nice. uh, the health officials figured that out and are going to shut them down now because they're exploding, nice. exploiting a loophole. And the guy who was running the school said, we're not exploiting a loophole. We're doing something that is allowed under the law as you wrote it. <laughs> And nice. the kids are willing to show up, the parents are willing to send them, the teachers are willing to be there, the administrators are willing to be there. Only you, in a government building somewhere, are telling us we can't do this. Land of the free my ass. Land of the free my ass! Right. I'm not somebody who would do this because ultimately it's not the right way to go. But if somebody's singing the national anthem, I have that in the back of my head all the time. And the land of the free. My ass. You got parents, kids, and teachers that want to hold a school, and the government says, no, you can't. Land of the free, my ass. Right. And I'm paying, and you by force take money out of my paycheck. I don't have any choice, or I go to jail to fund the school. And then you don't let me send my kid to that school. Right. Oh, my God.
0: You're just giving away a, your liberties, folks. You'll have a utopia soon. It's,
2: oh, it's so maddening. It's so damn maddening. Maddening. And then, you know, Nancy Pelosi getting her hair cut. <laughs> it's just,
0: you know, that sort of thing. Yep. So. In the very place where that's forbidden for poor people and working people who need to feed their oh, families. Oh, my God. Right.
2: It's just it's making me insane. I know. It's making me insane. Well, I know.
0: Life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. And a lot of the energy politically is on the side of more of that, more, much, much more power invested in the government. Anyway, <sighs> I know it's enough to make a guy go kerplats. <laughs> huh? Kerplats! It's enough to make you plots! Yeah. Huh? You know, I was
2: up looking up at the TV. One thing that Trump got out of going to Kenosha yesterday. And this might have been his point as he was uh, touring the the wreckage. I mean, it, it, you know, if you didn't know what was going on, you'd think, oh, it's one of those places that got hit by a tornado or a hurricane. Or it whatever. does look like that, yeah. Um, yep. I hadn't seen this stuff. Not like this until he went. I hadn't seen the video footage of just... You know, a block of, of, a, of a city that's just laid waste like a tornado hit it. Yeah. And him yeah. walking around and looking at it, it made all the news channels I'm looking at it on MSNBC. And that was a good way to highlight how much destruction in various places across the country.
0: I heard an interview with a black man lives in Kenosha. He's lived there most of his life who said uh, there's an entire block or did he say two blocks just torched and ruined in the black-owned business section of town where there happen to be a lot of popular eateries and businesses uh, patronized by the black people who live there. He said, this is not, this is not my neighbors. They didn't do this. Uh, he was saying that there are a lot of out-of-town people who come, exploit the unrest, and burn the town to the ground. He was pissed. Mm. He said, you, you tell me somebody's going to torch their favorite restaurant. It's not going to happen.
2: Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad before we get going today. We've got people flying around in jetpacks. I mean, you yeah. know. Lawlessness. That's how out of control the country is. Uh, there's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
1: I'm doing good. If you're that salon owner and Nancy Pelosi comes into your shop and you don't want to have to deal with her, don't you put a Trump 2020 at the bottom of her head?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably I don't know not. how you Trump, do it. Probably not in Pacific Heights in San
0: Francisco. Trump 2020 into her hair? Is that what you're getting? Yeah, something just, like that. Now, yeah, was it this, the was
2: it the salon owner I've heard from, or a different salon owner that is speaking out saying they're very unhappy with it?
0: My understanding is it's the owner of that salon. Right. Somebody, you know, a number of people have a key to it, and one of them, at the behest of uh, the Speaker of the House, opened her forced shut business by the government to go ahead and, and do a little business with Nancy. That's something. Um... Yeah, uh,
2: there's Positive
1: Sean, whose smile lights
2: up the room. How are you, Sean?
1: Doing very well. I do not know how uh, musical uh, different groups kind of go in and out of my listening favor, but it's it's always interesting to me. And today I learned that I have not listened to enough Steely Dan there you over go. the last uh-huh. know, oh, the Dan. 10, 20 years. Uh, I just put on a, a you know... I'm, I'm a sucker for when I go to a band. I'm like, you know, I know of this band, but I don't really know this band. I just go to their Essentials playlist. I know that's right. probably pretty basic. Yeah, it's, that's it's, a good place to start. But just going through them, I, it's just, oh, they did that one, too. Oh, wait. That, oh, my goodness. And I, so,
2: did, I did the same thing with Weezer recently. <laughs> yes. That's what's so great about these streaming services yeah. is you can get into somebody and then, you know, I think I'll go to their first album, first song. Yeah. And just go from there. It's awesome. How'd they introduce themselves to the world? Yeah, it's really cool. God, I would have loved that in high school. I would have never left my room if mm. I could listen to music that way so fantastic i live a
1: life very close to that as we speak <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> and uh, the musicians make nothing off of it no i've done no. deep dives on so many different musicians and they've gotten not a penny of my money which is uh, really sucky
0: well they might have gotten a penny if yeah, you spend an hour listening to their music yeah about a penny actually uh, I'm i'm
2: jack armstrong he's joe getty on this wednesday september 2nd the year 2020 we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
0: Let's begin, then, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, leaping into action at Mark. That's
2: so our American 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. Uh, American 1997, OK. Thank you. Were they up to your left side or right side? Off the left side, uh, maybe uh, 300 yards or so, about our altitude. We just saw the guy pass by us at the jet pack. We 23. he's has person in a jet pack reported 300 yards south of the la final
0: at about 3,000 feet
2: there you go there's several of those are hilarious uh yeah
0: uh tower uh we got a guy up here eye level with us in a jet pack oh boy <laughs> that would not be good <laughs> that
2: is something now they haven't found this person though right am i right about that
1: I haven't heard that they've yeah. apprehended him. The, the professionalism of the guy in the tower to just go into, okay, was it on your left side or right yeah. side? Because I would be yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had a, a Scarlett Johansson sighting in the cafeteria, too. <laughs> Thanks,
0: buddy. <laughs> yeah, we so... can use a chuckle. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a talking dog right downstairs. I'll go get him.
2: Yeah, Bigfoot will be unloading the bags when you <laughs> land. So uh...
0: Thanks for checking in.
2: <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, closer to nine eleven. The whole country would have been flipping out, thinking, oh, it's some sort of tester on it. So they've
0: got a way to get a bomb up near." But no, it's absolutely I true. Yeah. I haven't
2: heard anything other than jokes about
0: the jetpack. Tell you what, unless this guy was some sort of aviation expert, being within 300 yards or so of the final approach into LAX is a very, very bad idea. Well, that's why. I we- mean, you suck a goose into the engine, uh, sometimes a plane will go down. Or if they get a really bad bird strike... A 200-pound man with a jetpack that could bring a plane down.
2: Well, that's why the whole terrorist thing popped into my head. Why would you do it there? There's lots of places you could do it to get attention if you just wanted to get attention.
0: Um, so are you picturing, whoops, I silenced myself. Are you uh, are you picturing a suicide attack? guy purposely flying into an airplane?
2: Well, Al-Qaeda did that. I don't know if you know. 9-11, they were in planes and they flew into the building. Read a book, Joe. Yeah, read a
1: book. <laughs> That was a little different. <laughs> but imagine being a passenger, and you look outside the window, and you see that. You'd think you're hallucinating yourself. So I heard the FBI say, we're not aware of
2: jetpacks that will go that high. Although, I did a little research on, and there's lots of jetpacks that will go that high. Um, they're pretty expensive, because my kids and I got went on a deep dive on jetpack videos last oh, night. We called the FBI. Nice. Um, that one guy, one guy in the hover pack thing from Paris. You I know, love that, that video. That video is amazing. But anyway, a jetpack like the one this guy apparently had is somewhere between one hundred and fifty and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I don't know where wow. you buy them and how many people buy them. I don't know why somebody's making them. They probably sell one a year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. that's pretty expensive. But I'd rather have a one hundred and fifty thousand dollar jetpack than a one hundred and fifty thousand dollar car. I, I want to go on
0: a cruise around a jetpack. I've been wanting this since I was seven years old. Sure. Yeah, that's amazing. I gotta believe there are easier ways to attack an airplane, though. I mean, even in final approach, it's going a couple hundred miles per hour, and just a you'd, you'd overshoot, you'd undershoot, you'd keep missing. You would have know. to wait for the next
1: one. I don't know what he's doing. You gotta have yeah. like special pants with a jetpack, right? I feel like the flames would just set my jeans on fire. <laughs> well, see, I wondered that myself.
0: Uh, how that works exactly? That I mean, you got something right next to you that's a jet engine. Jet engines are you know, they burn a lot of fuel. How's it fueled? Did you do figure that out in watching your videos? What sort of fuel it uses? Yeah, the, the jet fuel jetpack. It's a jet, pack to jet really? engine. Yeah. Really? How much fuel could you carry in a, uh, You
2: know, on a? I don't know. How I, much? Do, I have many questions. How much do you need to to lift two hundred pounds in the air? Probably not
0: a lot. Whoa. Compared do Compared to a you know a plane. Well, well yeah. Come to think of it, uh, the amount of gasoline that's actually injected into uh, the cylinders of a gasoline engine is it, It's tiny. It's a little mist. Sure. So wow, the jetpack a reality <laughs> in modern America. <laughs> How cool would it be if you fly up even with the pilot and give them away, hey, how you doing? Throw on a like a full uh, head helmet or whatever, like a motorcycle helmet, fuel it up, say, all right, sweetie, I'm going to go visit Aunt Jenny. And you can just fly, you know, fly know. to Kentucky or I whatever. I think it'll be awesome until everybody gets one,
2: and it's just nonstop banging into people and falling to the ground. Are they drive-through compliant? I don't know. If you get completely horizontal, man, you would really fly through the drive-thru. Yeah, I, th- I think
0: the question of uh, staying aloft would be your main challenge huh. there.
2: I don't know. The cartoon-like, you could just hover right in front of the drive-thru and grab your fries. Why not? Just... <laughs> I think you
0: do a lot of just scraping along the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Oh, uh, boy. Anyway, how's mailbag looking? Oh, very nice. Are you kidding? It's just super.
2: For some reason, this is like polling day, or the next couple of days, is going to be tons of polls coming out. Uh, I guess the polling organizations didn't really ramp up until September, so we're going to be getting a whole bunch of polls out, for better or worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Which polls? All of them. Okay. Okay. I'm mostly interested in any polling about uh, the violence and the mayhem and all that sort of stuff, to Mm -hmm. see how people's attitudes on that are changing. Anyway, all that stuff on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Committee in Washington, D.C. has recommended removing all kinds of uh, Founding Father stuff. From Washington, D.C. And we'll have to talk about that
0: later because it's... Oh, a nasty word that begins with F almost escaped my mouth just then. It's almost hilarious. It's How about, so about you blank off? But, but I'm concerned it may actually happen because that's just the direction things seem to be going. But. I, I tell you... Yeah, all right, all right. I'll, I'll restrain myself.
2: And did Van Jones just call for a moratorium on nighttime marches across the country?
0: Jack, the ground has shifted under the feet of Black Block... Antifa, uh, BLM, and other radical groups. We'll tell you about that. The violence in Portland might actually come to the end. Come to an end, and the jails are going to be full. Shocking news. Mailbag. Woohoo! <laughs> Our freedom-loving quote of the day, sent along by Christian, <clears throat> who thanks us for introducing him to James Lindsay, and oh, yeah. uh, by extension Helen Pluckrose, who's also terrific, and Peter Bogosian and their associates. I'm trying to read his new book. It's an interesting way to, to phrase it. It's not. Are you trying to? Or... Well, it's not a breezy read. Oh, boy. I'm about to dive in. It's damned interesting. Yeah. Um, And this is a freedom-loving quote of the day from James Lindsay. It's rather lengthy, but I ask you to hang with it. The real seed of this applied postmodernism, which is Lindsay's word for wokeness, The real seed of this was the ugliness and cocksureness of the West, having a mirror held up to it and showing that you guys are massive hypocrites. And then a huge amount of oversteer as a result that concentrated itself within the least rigorous departments, the humanities, that were also loaded with rigor and be sort of, it's like a toxic stew that allowed the march to the academies to take place. And from the academies, it took over the colleges of education early on. So then it got into the rest of schools. Once you've got the schools, it's going to get into basically everything.
2: Pick at random a James Lindsay YouTube video and watch it. It's, it's
0: mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is uh, brilliant. Uh Damon and fifty other people in the last twenty four hours. We know that when you type in Antifa.com, you go to Joe Biden's website. It's we it's we we know. I Thank su- you. It is crazy.
2: I'm surprised they haven't tried to fix that somehow.
0: Well no, it's intentional. It steers people. If you're curious about Antifa, you wonder if they have a website, you just it takes you to the Biden campaign. And then they hit you up for a contribution or You you can't really stop somebody from
1: buying a domain and redirecting it to your site, though. There isn't... You can't find them and buy it from them? You could do that, but they're (laughs) under no obligation to sell it to you.
2: Biden's campaign raised $300 million in August.
0: They can afford it. A pittance. We'll talk about that later. That's incredible. Uh, Mike uh, from San Francisco writes, I'm a retired letter carrier of 38 years in the United States Postal Service. Retired five years ago. On my route, for one week every quarter, I would do a count each day of the number of pieces of mail for each collection mailbox on my route. If there was not an average of 25 letters a day, the collection box was taken away. It came out that the cost of collecting the mail had to be covered. If not, the box was pulled. Uh, This is the usual thing. It's been happening forever. There is no news here. that, That whole post office kerfuffle has been exposed now. Is completely fake, which uh, we were trying to tell you. You know, it
2: depends on how you look at it. I mean, that's <clears> technically <throat> true, but if your point is to get a story out there that will be reported in news you know, organizations that tell you what you want to hear, it yes. was a complete
0: success. Y- yes. Well, I didn't say it was badly done. I just yeah. said it was fake. And that's what so much of our news is now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Karen says, hey, tell Jack that... Um, Solar companies are using battery storage now, and uh, Tesla is the leader in the power wall. It's actually the reason I got solar. My lights don't even flicker when the power goes out, and I don't even have a bill now for the evil PG&E. There you go. A power wall. That'd be a good feeling. That's what I need, or a Power Ranger or something. (laughs) (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.
2: Like I said, I think the uh, point of Trump's visit to Kenosha, Wisconsin yesterday was to walk around the rubble with cameras on him and then have that be on the news so people see. Because, I mean, for me, it was, oh, my God, it was worse than I thought. And we're news junkies. Yeah, and I take in a a lot of news. So I'm reading a little bit of the descriptions from people, uh, from uh, journalists that were there yesterday. Here's uh, one shop owner. They broke all the windows. The door. They started a fire up front in the store, stole a whole bunch of everything, says Jim DeGrazio, owner of a resale shop called Treasures Within. He described feeling powerless while he watched on security footage as the rioters closed in on his business. I saw them around the corner and then the building next door, and then on the stream I heard my alarm going off. There's nothing you can do. DeGrazio is unsure how he'll be unable to recover financially from all the damage that was inflicted on his building. There's no
0: insurance that covers any of this, he said. This is all out of pocket. I'm glad he said that. I was just going to pipe in with if you ever hear Anybody say at least businesses have insurance. You They'll see be fine. It, you see it every day <clears> on the Twitter <throat> feeds. Right. Tell them you're an idiot with no idea how business works and insurance works. Well, right. It's not even close to true. Even insurance if- is just something you get for free, right? The businesses don't have to pay for <laughs> well, right. Yeah, There right no of deductibles, all, of
1: course. Yeah,
2: and- one maddening thing <clears> is it's <throat> kind of the whole all companies are evil idea. Um so it's, you know, sticking it to the insurance people. It's gonna make everybody's insurance higher, you idiots. And in in a lot of these cases it doesn't make any difference anyway. That point is moot in that uh, they don't have insurance that
0: covers this anyhow.
1: And the Amazons of the world aren't going to feel that insurance raise the same way that small
0: businesses. Sure. Right, right. Not to mention, a lot of places can't insure their inventory for various reasons. Just anybody who claims that is an idiot who does not have any clue how business nor insurance works. But this guy said... I would like to strike them with a closed fist, but I will not... (laughs) Because I'm a peaceful man.
2: This guy said there's no insurance that covers any of this. He said that front window repair will cost $6,000 at a minimum, probably going to exceed $10,000 out of pocket just for the window. Another woman, Pamela Sumones, watched her business. Uh the uh, magical mattress store. This is one you probably saw on TV burned to the ground on August 24th. We were watching on a live feed and could see the group. I'm sure who was not from this community approach our business in uptown and decided to get there as quickly as we could to see what we could do to prevent any further loss. And they'd already assaulted a dear friend who had also rushed to the scene. They found Robert Cobb, a 71 year old friend who had helped out at the store for years, lying in a pool of his own blood outside the business. He was trying to stop the rioters, uh, fend off looters with a fire extinguisher. He is assaulted from behind by a rioter with a concrete-filled water bottle. Oh, my god. The blow broke his jaw in two places and split open his nose. A 71-year-old man they'd had working at their shop for years. There
0: you go. There's your Antifa, your black block, some elements of BLM. Fine folks, according to left-wing media. Just the only one is racial justice. And how you, and that's how you get to One this. elderly man's skull at a time. Sorry,
2: go L- ahead. Listen to this from Van Jones on CNN today. Uh, prominent uh, lefty African-American pundit.
0: Um, we have two social movements. Uh, both have edges of violence to them. One on the left, one on the right. I think it's baked in that Donald Trump is uh, is not going to challenge Uh, very strongly the police violence, or the vigilante violence, and a lot of people frankly are comfortable with that. The question is how are Democrats and progressives gonna deal with the edges of violence in our own movement? I think that Joe Biden can reach, can can actually begin to move his own movement in a better direction. We need a national moratorium on these nighttime marches. Uh, That would separate the responsible, uh, productive demonstrations that have united the whole world from some of these other demonstrations that are just not as useful.
2: Hey, lefty mayors, Van Jones is calling for stopping these nighttime marches. Van Jones thinks it's gotten way out of hand
0: and it's crazy. Well, that's a a great point he makes because his philosophy is being completely discredited by the violent Marxists. Oh,
2: it, it could take years to recover uh, the you know, any any of the losses they've had to their philosophy.
0: And I tell you what, Van, and, and with all due respect to your, your t- statement about uh, excesses on the right, oh. and of course there are, because, you know, there are excesses everywhere. Ten percent of every crowd weirds me out, okay, no matter where I am and what I'm doing, including among our, you know, supporters and, and uh, folks who think similarly to us. This is the way humanity is. But with all due respect to that, when... 250 Trump fans can march through San Jose, California, and not get assaulted. When people can walk down the street with a pro-Trump hat in Portland and not get assaulted, or Seattle, Chicago, whatever, well, then I'm willing to have the, you know, you have your sins, uh, I have my sins, uh, conversation, but man, the Proud Boys were not initiating the violence. The uh, Patriot prayer people were not initiating the violence. They were in their pickup trucks. Do, do you think that they have some sort of magic ray that drew people to their, the sides of their pickup trucks swinging bats at them?
2: Well, as the Wall Street Journal editorial board pointed out yesterday in their thing, um, it's been overwhelmingly a, an Antifa Black Lives Matter thing across the country. To do the there were bad people on both sides argument, to paraphrase, you know, one of the great Trump stories, right, Um, is just ridiculous. We, we all know what's at the root of the vast majority of what's happening here. Right. But how about that? Van Jones saying no, no more nighttime marches. I think that's a perfectly reasonable I idea. I think it's
0: mandatory at this point. You got cities that have been going on months of people smashing up stuff. I want to make it clear that as a lover of liberty... It's only because of, you know, 95 consecutive days of violence in Portland, for instance. Um, I mean, some sort of enforced moratorium on political speech at night outdoors is utterly unenforceable. But if everybody on the left got together and said, look, if you do this, we are not with you. and, And make that line unmistakable. I think that's a great idea from their point of view. Um, anyway, Van Jones is an intriguing guy, even when I disagree with him. The law enforcement situation in Portland, in particular, and Oregon in general, has gotten really, really interesting and, and complicated. And I want to talk about that next segment, but you have so many elements going around. Number one, the utterly spineless, gutless, testicle free mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler who has, uh, together with his cronies in the, uh, the DA's department, refused to prosecute anybody for committing crimes. They thought they could passive their way out of lawlessness or, or were sympathetic to the people committing it. Uh, and it's gotten completely out of hand, to the point that he's now had to flee his home. Also, the governor has called in outside police forces to help in Portland, and they've told her, go to hell. We'll explain why. But, and this is the ground was shifting stuff I was talking about earlier, there may be an important new wrinkle in putting a lot of these Marxists in jail. Uh, And we can tell you about that in a moment. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Doing a deep dive on Steely Dan for some reason,
0: so. Good man. Yeah, yeah. Nothing not not to like about Steely Dan. I was watching the Dan show the other night on YouTube. Well, on YouTube, obviously, oddly enough. It was fabulous. I got like 30
1: people on stage, so I don't understand how they can make any money. It remains fascinating to me how this just music can alter a mood in a room. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, okay. yeah something. You know, doing the dishes sucks. Doing the dishes with a little Steely Dan on in the background, eh, it's not so bad. Especially if you're half in the bag. <laughs>
0: Well, it goes without saying. Interesting, complicated, and slightly gratifying situation going on in Oregon law enforcement. Uh, What do you care? Somewhere else in the the United States or listening overseas. Well, because it is the playing out of this experiment in lawlessness and anarchy. Portland, under its utterly limp-wristed leadership and far-left leadership, has permitted all this rioting and violence for months now and uh, not filing charges against anybody in, unless you go way, 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 way over the line. The the mayor, Portland, Portland's uh, Ted Wheeler, who's just an embarrassment to homo sapiens. Everywhere. Wow, an embarrassment to humanity. He really is. He's been forced to flee his home now. He's going to move because his neighbors are, are saying, get the hell out. People that the people are demonstrating outside his condominium complex, throwing burning rubble into the lobby trying to set the place ablaze and so, I,
2: but I gotta believe he thought you get a, you get elected Mayor Portland, you're gonna spend most of your time being wined and dined by other lefties. Every now and then you'll do a ribbon cutting right. at an LGBT rescue dog park. Exactly. You're mostly you're <laughs> gonna smoke
0: pot and listen to the Decemberists, but no, it turned out a little differently for old spineless Ted. But you also have to know one more player in this drama is Kate uh, Brown, who's the utterly spineless governor of far left Oregon. Now, uh, that's the cities. If you spend any time in Oregon, and I've spent a lot of time in Oregon out in the, the hinterlands, the small towns, the rural areas, of course, that are, they're perfectly sane people, but they have different needs than city dwellers. So anyway, so the governor announces this fabulous plan, Governor Brown. To, uh, and, Brownie, to you're doing a heck of a job. Different person, George, but thank you. Um The <laughs> governor announces a plan that the Sheriff's Department of Clackamas and Washington Counties, which are, are close by, are going to send cops to keep the peace and protect free speech and help out in uh, Portland. Well, the Clackamas County Sheriff, Craig Roberts, uh shout out, Craig. On Monday said, uh, well, I'll, I'll quote him, uh, the governor never approached our office. Had Governor Brown discussed her plan with my office, I would have told her it's about changing policy, not adding resources. Increasing law enforcement resources in Portland will not solve the nightly violence and now murder. He pointed out, let's see, did he say it specifically? Yeah. He said Portland's newly elected district attorney had dismissed charges against hundreds of protesters for nonviolent low-level crimes. The same offenders are arrested night after night, only to be released by the court and not charged with the crime by the DA's office. The next night, they're back at it, endangering the lives of law enforcement community all over again.
2: That's funny. None of this came up on Face the Nation. The only thing she had to say to the DHS secretary is, is President Trump going to condemn... The Patriot Riders Who Rode Into Town. Nothing about the, the violent Portland, Oregon
0: end of it, which is just, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Right, right. The sheriff went on to say the criminal justice system will need to do its part and hold the of- offenders accountable. Meanwhile, in Washington County, the sheriff, Pat Garrett, shout out, Pat. Also released a statement on Monday saying he's committed to supporting Portland police through indirect ways like analyzing risks, etc. He wants it to be clear he's supporting his brother cops, but I do not plan to send deputies to work directly in Portland. The lack of political support for public safety, the uncertain legal landscape, the current volatility combined with intense scrutiny on use of force presents an unacceptable risk if deputies were deployed directly uh gresham police spokesman said we're in agreement with the other agencies so the governor announces a grand plan to send in cops from the neighboring counties and all of those counties say no we're not no way it is a crisis in governance but it's the sort of crisis we you know i hate to pat myself on the back but keeps my shoulders flexible um (laughs) it's important to stretch as an older man uh we told you this was coming. It was absolutely inevitable. Um, and and now they're going to have to reckon with it. Now, the ground shifting under the, uh, the protesters' feet thing I keep talking about. When, indeed, an agreement is reached with uh, state uh, police, um, neighboring police, whatever, to come in and help in Portland, they will be cross-deputized By the U.S. Marshal's Service. Now, the legalities of this, I know, just enough uh, about to be dangerous, but they will be officially cross-deputized, and anybody who hurls a bottle full of cement at them, or a rock, or a brick, or lights a fire, or, or whatever, and threatens those cops, has committed a federal offense and will be put into the federal uh, criminal justice system so the limprists of portland won't have a say in right. it
2: right so you get around the local da and not want to prosecute anything right okay
0: right so the inevitable it appears might be happening but again as we were warning over and over again ted you weasel the further you let this go the more costly, dangerous, and ugly it's going to be to end it, Mayor Ted Weasel. That's pretty good. If thank you. If you if you nipped it, if you had nipped it in the bud early, it would have saved tens, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars. It would have saved jobs. It would have saved terrible injuries to people. It would have saved your career, but you didn't because you're a
2: spineless weasel. So, <laughs> so things I want to get to half today: jellyfish,
0: half weasel.
2: Can't be all outraged all the time. There's a lot of things to be outraged about, and I'm outraged by a lot of them. Uh, we're going to get to next hour all the founding father stuff they're looking at removing in Washington D.C. It'll blow your mind.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: But we got to get to more than one in three Brits keep the lights off when having sex. The reasons for that are interesting. It's although gotta we got to be the teeth, right? Although we have <laughs> <laughs> we have some concern that it's some sort of light bulbs company <laughs> that funded the study, which often Has throws that smell eyes, to it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What was your example? Oh, of- yeah.
0: According to everyone should own a beavers are the hot new pet. <laughs> exactly. These freaking lazy <laughs> journalists who just repeat the, the news alerts. I I'm also feeling have- a little lazy this morning. I'm sorry. Before you get to that, I I, uh, I sat down to watch a little baseball last night, and I'm a San Francisco Giants fan, although I'm excited. The Padres made a bunch of trades and are, are surging, But uh, so the NL West is exciting. But I, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to do a shot every time the, uh, the Giants score a run. <laughs> <laughs> and they won twenty three to two. Twenty three to two. I had to be hospitalized,
2: like a fifth grade girls' basketball game. Well,
0: twenty three to two. It, it looked a lot like a batting practice. It was wow. something. Did I they mean, have like professional pitchers? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Guys were throwing ninety five miles per hour. Hmm. But uh, it was it was a laugher. Did the cardboard fans go wild? <laughs> um, it was a laugher. At the point that the Giants had scored a third of their runs. I mean, it was... It Why did they call bl- off the dogs? Well, I don't know. My buddy who's a uh, major league umpire said they've got to have a 10-run rule or something. Why? Did, well, you get the, the end of the bench guys in. Get a little experience. And into second is Dubon with a double. Crawford is in to score. And the Giants have equaled their all-time San Francisco record with 23 runs on the board. But not the
2: old polo grounds.
0: No, no, different
2: <laughs> I also have to get to ranking Hostess products by how unhealthy they are. I love the sound of that. Yeah, if anybody cares. I mean, is anybody
0: <laughs> eating Hostess products
2: for their health? The other, the, what? this is just a couple of weeks ago. Well, it must have been, it was before we went gluten-free, obviously. Somehow it came up, like my wife made a, like a comic reference to a ho-ho or a ding-dong or a, something like that. And my my son said, what's a ho-ho? And we realized they'd never had any of the Hostess products. They'd never had a Twinkie. I was talking about Twinkies. My son said, what's a Twinkie? Yes. And I thought, my kids have never had a Twinkie? They never had a Twinkie, a ho-ho, or a ding-dong. And so I went to the convenience store and got some of all. Oh And then we we brought them home and uh, taste-tested
0: them. Oh, Oh, boy. Do just, you just stop and, and get some meth outside the convenience store as well for your kids to try? I don't know. Pick if, up some scratchers for them, too. Get them hooked on that as well.
2: Maybe a pack of smokes. I don't know if they've changed the recipe since I was a kid or if my palate has changed. <laughs> but uh
0: If your palate hasn't changed... <laughs> Since you were eight years old, that'd be a little weird. I didn't find them as delicious as I once did. Jack sitting there at a dinner party, (laughs) shoveling M and M's into his mouth. Oh, I'll do that. Child, I
2: freaking love M and M's. Child, but uh, I can't eat a ding dong or a ho ho. Oh Oh,
0: boy, oh, that's a terrible taste. Well, and I I went deep into the uh, the Hostess repertoire. I was a big Suzy Q man. I loved the Q. Uh, We we have argued about this many times through the years. I was a big Snowball fan too. Oh, the delicious. Those are so gross. Pink. Coconut Mm, flavor. Coconut, yeah. Snowball. You you could get me to give up
2: secrets (laughs) by making me eat one of those.
0: Oh, the consistency (laughs) is unknown in nature. I mean, this is so weird. The mouthfeel.
2: So gross. Yeah,
0: but I love them. God, I remember Mm. kids
2: that eat those in school and I could hardly look at them, shoving those eating them like an apple.
0: (laughs) Delicious American snack. Straight out of your local factory. (laughs) Belching filth into the sky.
2: Uh, but anyway, we'll get to a whole bunch of uh, fun stuff at some point while we're in the midst of outrage. I see this headline in the New York Times. The Postal Service watchdog found that more than one million primary ballots were mailed late, so didn't get counted in primaries, hmm. in the recent primaries. So, uh, if wow, there, in primaries? There's no turnout for primaries. No. So if a million got discounted for being mailed late in a primary, we could easily have... Tens of millions of votes not get counted in the general election, which is going to have no matter who wins the other side, absolutely making the argument that it was uh, it was stolen.
0: Right. And, and it's not a good argument, but it's not an awful argument to say, look, 10 million people said they wanted candidate X. Why well, prejudice you by naming somebody? And, and, and don't we have a democracy here? I mean, and you know.
2: The fact that it was the next day that it finally got postmarked, how is that? It's, mean? it's frustrating.
0: You have to have rules, obviously, yeah. and they have to be yeah. enforced, but I would understand the frustration.
2: Oh, it's going to be ugly.
0: Armstrong and Getty.